0: Welcome to the Redemption Unveiled Podcast, where we believe Christians should be the absolute leaders in relationship health. I get it. Relationships are stressful. They're hurtful and confusing. Most of us aren't even sure how to handle the painful betrayals or how to put up boundaries. However, we should feel confident in how we handle our relationship challenges. So be sure to join me every Wednesday on this podcast to become clear in how to handle these difficult things, which is key to living the life we are called to and feeling connected to the God that we love. Hi, I'm Haley. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get going. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. You are going to love today's episode. I have my mom with me again, and it's going to be awesome. Before we get started, I want to remind everyone to go to understandyourbetrayal.com and sign up for my free masterclass that I have this Sunday, September 25th. This is going to be only a limited time, and you have to sign up to get access to this, so you definitely want to do that. So go ahead and pause right now. Go to understandyourbetrayal.com. And I'm going to help if you have any relationship that you feel like is disappointing, defeating, discouraging, that you just really are struggling with that person, I highly encourage you to come to this masterclass. It's only going to be about 40 minutes. If you can't hit the live, if you can't see the live, you will get access to it for a limited time so that you can see it afterwards. So you definitely want to sign up now so that you don't miss out. Now today I want to welcome back my mom to the podcast. Hey mom. Hey how are you? Good. So we've been talking about betrayal and I knew before we even started on this series that I wanted to have you on because you're so good about communicating different sides of relationships and difficulty and so much of what I've learned you you have taught and helped me begin to understand things. So I wanted to have you on to talk about a little bit different side of betrayal, which is, you know, seasons of our life where we actually find ourselves being the betrayer. And you, I feel like, have a really great, great experience where you can communicate that and things that you've learned. So welcome.
1: Thank you. Uh, Yeah, I feel like when I became a betrayer, you you know, I don't think any little girl grows up and says, oh, I want to grow up to be a betrayer. You know, I actually had deep, deep hopes and dreams of all I ever wanted to be was a wife and a mother and got married at 18 to my high school sweetheart and... You know, and everyone told me, oh, you're too young. And, you know, I was like, I will show them. And, you know, I have shown them. We've been married 42 years and and we've made it work. But it wasn't without a lot of uh, difficulty at times and soul searching. And so when we were about 10 years into our marriage, you know, I began to develop a very emotional affair with a spiritual leader in my life and it got somewhat physical but I knew it was an affair like I never God never let me carry it the technicalities of oh well we didn't have sex because it was an affair it was my heart was divided I was cheating on my husband and all of a sudden you find yourself and you say how did I get here like This wasn't how it was supposed to be. And like I said in the beginning, I don't think anyone really necessarily sets out and says, oh, I want to be a betrayer. I want to be a liar. I want to be a cheater. Now, I do want to say that through counseling a lot of people, personally, just as far as the dictionary definition goes, there may not be a difference. But I think there is a difference between somebody who makes a mistake and cheats and a chronic cheater, and then someone who gets under pressure and lies, and a chronic liar. I mean, I've had chronic liars in my life. I mean, we took one into our home for, you know, that she literally didn't know the difference between the lie and the truth, and, you know, like, that is a liar, and she said she was a 15-year-old runaway, and she was a 28-year-old, you know, con artist, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about all of us, the majority of people that end up finding themselves in a position that they've lied or they've betrayed the people they love, and they never really set out to be that person.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the things that through the years, because I'm kind of the same you, same way as you is. I've walked with a lot of women through different circumstances of betrayal, whether that be with their spouse or a friend or a leader in their life. And that's something that I've really identified as well, is there's there's different types of betrayers. There's it, There's people that just fail us that, you know, we really... Grace can be so powerful in their life. And then there's people that manipulate and use their words and their actions to actually control the people around them to manipulate situations so that they can continue to live, you know, the life they want to live with no accountability. And that was one of the driving factors of this series and the masterclass that I'm doing is that I want to teach people, like, that's why I called it, like, understand your betrayal, because I want to teach people how to understand human behaviors so that they can identify okay, is this person in my life, like, like you said, just kind of messed up and needs grace? Or is this person in my life actually taking advantage of me and has no intention of changing? Because there are two different there's two different scenarios and I actually like break things down very specific so you can kind of identify the difference
1: right and you know so what I want to talk about today is when you become all of a sudden you look at yourself in the mirror and you've become this person you've got yourself in this situation that you think I don't even know how I I got here but the truth was If I would have really been honest with myself and the broken places within myself and who I am now, I could have looked and said, oh, about five miles down the road, (laughs) you're going to be a betrayer because there were broken, deep places in me. And it was very covered up by performance, by religion, by outward appearances And, you know, those deep, deep places that happen in our childhood or happen, you know, sometimes I think just personality wise, things that we think we're missing, all of those things, they really do take you down a road and you make small little choices to fix those. Or, so I began on this journey, you know, I'd got married at 18. By 25, I had three kids. And it, honestly it was my dream like I mean being a mother changed my life it was the most fulfilling thing I'd ever experienced my husband had a good job we had you know the finances to raise our children without a lot of pressure and yet you know you we just ignore those things inside of us that are yelling I need healing I need healing I need attention you know and for me it really was the attention it was the Wanting to feel special. Wanting to feel seen. And, you know, I I think one way that we really become a betrayer is I didn't realize how self-absorbed I had become. I was just constantly thinking, you know, on one hand, I was giving. I had, you know, three kids, three and a half years apart. So, I was giving of myself all the time. Like, giving out, giving out. But yet all I could think about was, well, when's it my turn? Or when? why doesn't someone look at me that way? Or why doesn't my husband have these conversations with me? Why doesn't my husband do this? Why doesn't my husband do that? And when we become so self-consumed, self-absorbed, I wasn't thinking about him. I wasn't thinking about anybody. I was thinking about how I looked, what I needed, what he wasn't. You know, I think that is our first really big clue. And it's hard because on one hand, we're talking right now about the journey of self-discovery. So it's not that thinking about yourself and what you need is a bad thing, but it was a very selfish time in my life. And I got off track and got my eyes off of what I really valued and started saying, well, this is what I need. This is what I want. So I feel like with people it doesn't happen overnight. I started crossing lines. We lived in Mississippi for a long time and I started crossing lines in probably dressing too provocatively and that fixed it for a while of just the attention of that men noticed me or men, you know, gave me this attention or they would come up and talk to me. But in my head, I would never cross a line further than that. Like You know, but it gave me this little fix. And it's very much like a drug addict, I think. You know, you start out with the one pain pill and all that made you feel better. So maybe two's better. And before I know it, I was seduced and for me, it was really spiritually. Like, I wanted someone deep and spiritual that could have deep conversations with me. And, you know, Satan knows us so well. He watches our lives, and he looks, and he's like, ah, this, you know. But what is really cool, I think, about my story is it honestly was the beginning of my real life. Like, falling on my face, making the mistake... And really then saying, okay, God, it's me and you. We're getting down and dirty. I'm not living like this. I'm not raising my kids like this. Like, we're going to get real. And, you know, really went into a year of just hyper work on myself. And any ugly thought that I had, I had a group of friends that walked through this with me. And that's another thing that I know, Haley, you're teaching a lot about finding that support system of finding those places that really are safe that you can say oh my gosh you wouldn't believe what i did or what i thought or you know where you can just really if you if you don't have that you can do it with your relationship with god like but you have to get really honest so i think the first thing is lying to yourself ignoring the warning signs that you have i came to the realization of Oh my gosh, how did I end up here? Like all of me, once my family, once my marriage, once, you know, this is what I've said I wanted all my life. How could I end up here? What I realized I had done was I think we can compartmentalize very well. I not everybody can, but I could. Like, no, this little pocket over here is my little bit of darkness and nobody has to know about it and I can Dabble over here in it and I can go and I can get my little fix, but it has nothing to do with whether I love my husband or not. It has nothing to do whether I love my children. Of course I love my children. Of course I want my family. And we tell ourselves all these lies and we can compartmentalize and say, well, this has nothing to do with this. And it truly is. It's just not the truth. But man, I was convinced of it. Like, You know, and then you can even, if you're really good at manipulating yourself, you can even say, well, this must be a God thing, you know, because this man is a godly man and he's taking me closer to God along with being closer to him. You know, I mean, there's so many outs that we can do. And honestly, I've had the opportunity to talk to a lot of people that have been betrayed by their spouse And have that little bit of perspective of, like, when they say, well, I really do love you. It has nothing to do with them. Say, I can believe that. Like, if someone had asked me that, I could have said, yes. I mean, there was never a time, even that I thought I didn't love my husband. You know? I mean, well, that might be a little... (laughs) But, you know majority wise the smart part of my brain and the reasonable part of my brain knew that i had what i wanted but then there was that other part that was like but maybe there's more maybe you're really missing out maybe you really shouldn't have got married at 18 maybe you know and i look back now and and now you know we have seven children and 42 years of marriage behind us and and how if i hadn't faced like having to say no i was I was the person that was used to being in the right. Like I was a person, my friends could come to me and I could say, well, you need to do this, this and this, and you know, this was wrong and this is right. And everything was very clear to me, right and wrong. And then all of a sudden I've become the person that's like doing what I've judged other people to do and thought that I was above and thought that I was so strong that it would never happen to me. And that is a hard moment, but I do believe God is the only one. He is so amazing at finding and helping us bring purpose to our pain. There's only two or three times in my life that I've experienced the pain of my betrayal, like that level of pain, because I betrayed myself too. Mm-hmm. And That disappointed me so much that, you know, I've been blessed that my husband has never betrayed me, but I betrayed myself. You know, I betrayed everything that I believed. I betrayed everything that I valued. I was so disappointed in myself. I was embarrassed. I was broken. But there was such beauty that came from that, But what the problem is, is it takes a long time for the painting to be beautiful. It really looks like a mess.
0: It does. I think it's really interesting that you said you betrayed yourself because in my community this week, I'm talking about Judas's betrayal. And I was really looking at, because to me, it's like one of the greatest betrayals in the Bible, of course. But the whole lesson, which is actually tomorrow, is that, you know, Judas did betray Jesus, but ultimately, like, Judas betrayed himself. And I just think it's so interesting that you just said that because we haven't talked about it, but I really think that that is the difficulty with, with betrayal, and it can be on both sides because there's this opportunity, like... I am, and you you are because this is where I got it from, but like so deeply passionate in myself and helping other people become the person God intended them to be. Like we should be walking around completely free and anything that, that keeps us from doing that, especially the things that we ourselves hold on to, these bondages that just like keep us trapped, keep us stuck, it literally is a betrayal of our own identity because God created us to be free. Like that's the point of this whole life is, hey, I'm going to put you here and I want you to figure out how to walk with me and be free and do what I've called you to do. And then the whole time as Christians, we can proclaim his goodness because he's the one who helped us find the freedom, you know? And so I think that betrayal, ultimately, even those people like when we are feeling so disappointed on both sides is an opportunity to betray ourselves because on the other side of betrayal if i'm not the one who did the hurtful thing is this huge opportunity for bitterness (laughs) which is also an opportunity to betray my own purpose and destiny because god doesn't did not create me for that so i'm just it's so interesting that i've Because I've been studying this topic and diving in for, I mean, years, but really with this course, like getting, I'm starting to see all of these things come together that I've never seen before that God's like, yeah, but look at this. Look at, look at how this works. Look at how it's all such a vicious cycle. Once you understand your betrayal, it can come into your life and it can steal from you. Or it can come into your life, and like you said, it can be the defining moment that's like, my life is never going to be the same in a good way. Like, that's what I want to give people hope. That's like, let me teach you to understand it so that it doesn't have to be this like tarnish in your life where you're a little bit like dead inside the rest of your life because of that betrayal, whether you were the one that did it or you're the one that received it.
1: Right. And I think that's probably what that time in my life taught me the most and to value. I mean, I totally became a different person because I could see the power of truth in my life. I could see the power of truth in my marriage. I could see the power, like there was such redemption that came from that time. And it was a long, lonely journey. But I feel like you know, pain, All we all want to just pull away. And, and I often think about God's refining fire and how, you know, nobody just wants to stick their hand in the fire and leave it in there. But yet, in order f- for the diamonds to be developed, they have to go through this such hot fire. And That's why, you know, I've always been very open about that time in my life because I value it so much. It changed everything. It changed me. It changed my destiny. It changed the happiness I feel from day to day. Like it gave me so much. And like, I try to explain to people, go ahead and And lean into that pain or lean into that truth about yourself because that's the only way that you can say, God, change me. And, you know, my most intense time was a year that God really just had me sit down, shut up, and delve into him. Then at two years, I can remember thinking, I'm not the same person. Like I'm changing. But it was probably 10 years before I feel like I was had some real freedom to walk in. And you know, it it's my personality is like this is the greatest thing ever. Just just tell all you because you know, people with my personality sometimes think that I can be a, a harsh judge or whatever, but I can deal with anything as long as it's truth. It doesn't matter how ugly your truth is it doesn't matter how disgusting some people think it is if if i'm dealing with someone that's being authentic and honest i'm like we can work with this like it's the best thing ever when our ugly truths come out and it's so funny because you know that has to be satan's plan because he says don't let anyone see that truth like and
0: what's crazy is because i mean i just i love it i love our faith because it's really the only faith that makes sense in the way that there's so many teachings that are so counterintuitive. You're like, there's the scripture that says, you know, confess your sins one to another and you will be healed. Well, we, we see that as Christians and nobody does it. You know, I mean, you maybe are like, Oh, I did this, but that deep, like what you're talking like, Oh my goodness, I have major issues. We don't talk about them. And then when you get on the other side of that, particularly if you've ever had to walk through a very life altering, I'm going to humble myself and be real right now, or I'm going to lose things that I'm not willing to lose. It's this life changing experience where, because I know I've been through that. I know Carter's been through that where all of a sudden you're like, I am so addicted to this freedom and I don't know how I missed it. Cause I mean, you know, we've always been in the Christian right. culture. So how can you set in all of these services and miss it? And then you are following this path that's taking you very quietly to destruction that you have no idea because, you know, 90% of your life you're thinking you're doing the good Christian thing and you're only, this is just a small thing that you think you have completely control over until one day you realize it is controlling me and I don't have control. And I just, it makes me so excited, like as I've been teaching this stuff on my podcast creating these courses because I'm just like so convinced this is the only way I don't care you are free I respect anyone to live any way they want to but the only path to true freedom is really what Jesus lines out for us and what we read about in the ways that he tells us to do things that makes no sense I also wanted to say that this is to what you were saying earlier one of my favorite scriptures is Romans 8, where it says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. I always thought, well, I'm going to go through something hard so I can help you. And it was this very kind of twisted Christian belief that like my whole my whole purpose as a Christian was to help other people. And I'm not saying that that, I mean, that is part of my purpose. Right. But it gets twisted whenever we don't recognize, number one... God actually created us to conquer suffering. Like we are, suffering isn't supposed to be this, you know, thing that we just endure and we just close our eyes, you know, and wait for it to be over. Like we are supposed to be conquerors that we go out and we conquer these suffering moments because he knows that with the pressure produces perseverance and healing. And it actually reveals us to be who created us to be. So it's this amazing thing if you are walking what he's taught us but there's so many christians that aren't walking right. what he's taught us so then you just hunker down you wait for it to be over and you walk through it completely you try to be unchanged and think okay well now i have this lesson i can teach other people but it's the suffering that is supposed to change us right. that brings us into the person god created us to be it's so cool once you learn the power of the difficulty, which is what you're talking about, which what is what I want to teach people how to take their betrayal and say, this sucks. I'm not sugarcoating anything. This is called a horrible part of life, whether right. you're the one who did it or they did it to you. Right. But what I want to teach you is how to understand it so that we can stop being confused by Satan's tactics. Ever, All of us. We're so confused. And then we just, you know, if you betray me and you're a horrible mom and then I can just say oh well she's just this and I move on along my way and I haven't even understand why did you do that why did I do what I did how can I move forward what boundaries do I need to have in place so that I can be who I'm created to be without thinking that my job is to get people out of my life that are difficult or hurtful or disappointing and sometimes you do need to have those really strong boundaries and that's something I teach in my boundaries course like How and when to do strong, you know, how to do those. But with this, it's like, let me teach you how, why people are so hurtful and why, what you need to do so that you, no matter what they've done to you, become the person God created you to be.
1: Right. And you know, God took me, he took me into this place where he's like, let's talk about you. And you know, for the first several conversations, it's just like a child, but but you know what they did, but but do you know what this happened? You know, it's like you're trying to argue and defend, and all of a sudden, when God said, I want you to just lay down, and I would have to almost picture the Holy Spirit just coming and laying on me as I'm just struggling, like, No, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this, and He'd be just like, Quit defending yourself, I know it's scary, I know you feel vulnerable but let's just really talk about what this is and when you move into that and you you really it is so hard and you know my personality is like this is great come and go on this journey with me and you know it's it's great but the truth is it usually gets worse before it gets better you get uglier before you get get right. prettier, you know. But it's all in there. It's not actually right. worse. You're just, right. just seeing It's it. just coming up to the yes. surface, you know. And you're like, oh, this was better when it was hidden. Like, right. no, stuff that back <laughs> down. You know, but God just wouldn't let me do that. And the thing that I just encourage people is, and, you know, my personality is I think, well, if I tell you beforehand it's going to be hard, then you'll be ready for it. But no one's really ready for how hard It really is. And, you know, how patient you have to be with yourself and with other people. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a long, hard journey, but it's so worth it. Like every day that I'm happy, every day I'm content, every day that I feel joy bubbling up or that, you know, now I've come to the point where I know who I am. I know my strengths. I know my weaknesses, you know, I think it's almost more important to really know what we're not good at. And I know no one can shake me from that now. You can leave me, you can reject me, you can right. say you're this, this, and this. But me and God, if something, if someone has accused me of something or someone says you did this, this, and this, you know, I really try to think, okay, did I do that? Yeah, I did. That would probably cross the line. Was your heart to hurt? You know, and I I like to just go with me and God and go into a quiet place and say, okay, God, I'm willing for you to show me. I want to take whatever responsibility, you know. But a lot of times when it comes down to the heart, my heart was not evil. Right. My actions were dumb or inconsiderate or whatever but I really didn't come from an evil place and so then I'm like okay me and God God's like he'll grab me up you know like just like we're. and he's like you know sometimes you really goof it up but I sure do love that you're willing to try and (laughs) you know because I'm like well nobody else is doing anything you know but That personality, sometimes you do cross boundaries or you do, you know, I was like, but I just wanted to help. And they're like, well, that's not helping, you know, but it's so important that we know ourselves. And if we've went on that journey of real honesty, then you can allow your father, your father, God to come and put his arms around you and say, well, you gave it your best, but mm-hmm. you sure blew that, but I sure do love you. And, you know, even laugh at yourself or laugh with God. You know, I I have a relationship with God that I feel like sometimes I have a good friend and we're like, God thinks we're so funny. Yeah,
0: like, you know? <laughs> I think so, right. You I know? think he gets a kick out of all of us. I yeah. mean, he wants to walk life with us. This is not, this is supposed to be such a real personal experience. And that's why I'm like, I don't struggle with wondering if God is real ever because he's walked so much with me and healed me. I'm like, I don't even care what anyone thinks for me. I am so convinced because it's so real to me. And I want to teach people how to combine these real life hurts and get God- to show them what's really gone on so they don't have to feel confused, filled with self-doubt, you know, wondering. I don't know. I just feel like so many people just are going by their gut or just guessing. Like, well, maybe I should do this. Or I have to forgive them because that's what the Bible says. Or, oh, well, I'm just going to, you know, cut them out of my life because I'm done with them. You know, it's like, well, let's get some real strategy here so that you guys, you are prepared, whether this is a parent that just is so hurtful or a friend that just doesn't show up for you, a husband that has had an affair or is just checked out where you're like, this is not what I wanted when I got married. You know, I mean, there's so many, or like you mentioned, like the religious leaders, I mean there's religious leaders all over the world taking advantage of people, manipulating, controlling. Like I want to teach people how to understand why people do what they do so that we can move forward and do what God's called us to do and we don't get stuck or like filled with bitterness or self-doubt. Whatever it is that we carry on becomes heavy into our purpose and our destiny.
1: Well, and you you deserve like we deserve to have purpose from our pain. Like, right. that's what I was like, okay, God, if I'm going to have to go through this, right? then let's fight for that purpose. Show me. I start fighting immediately. And so often it's like, no God, if, if this is going to be taken from me, this, 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 and this, you know, I mean, there's so many things that can go wrong in life. I mean, just yesterday that I counted like Three or four like bad news things, you know, a friend that has cancer or a friend, you know, that is going through a divorce or, you know, like all these things. And you're like, sometimes you just want to say, God, life's so hard. But I'm like, I start immediately praying, what's your purpose? What can we gain from this? You promised us that you can turn all things together for our good. Then show me the good. Show me I'm not going through this. Right. for just so I can be beat down and downtrodden and feel bad. Like if I'm going to live here on this fallen earth, then I'm going to find purpose in that pain. And it is a fight. It's a battle to get there into even our attitude to want to find the purpose. I mean, sometimes it hurts so bad. We're just a puddle on the ground. Like, Like there could be no purpose in this or it just like I'm too tired to find purpose. But as soon as you get that little bit of breath of life in you, a little bit of energy, I just encourage you to start fighting for the purpose in the pain.
0: Absolutely. And then
1: you can value it when God begins to reveal his, his self reveal his heavens to you, reveal the treasures that are in this life. And you're like, Wow, you know, that's why I've always been really, that was such an integral, pivotal time in my life that I've always been really open about it because I value it so much. You know, I always said, I regret hurting my husband. But everything good that came, has come from my life since that time when I was 28 years old was birthed Mm -hmm. out of that pain. But it doesn't just happen in a vacuum. Right. Like it was birthed because I was still the one that had to go through the labor pains, go through the transition, go through, you know, and you think 14 hours is long and labor try two years, you know, <laughs> it's like it, it was painful. But then when you hold that baby, you know, or you hold that thing that you're like, wow, this was birthed out of that, then it's all worth it.
0: Well, not just that. It's like these moments you're like, this is what I'm here for. Right. Like it's, and that's what I want to teach people. Like you are here to conquer these things. You are made to be a conqueror. You are here to figure this stuff out. You are here to be free. You're not here to just look good, like, like a good Christian you're not here to never disappoint people. You are here to put your feet in the ground and say, I am going to understand what's happening to me. I'm going to stop just letting my feelings control me. I'm going to stop just letting the wind take me wherever it wants to go. And I'm going to do what I'm called to do. And I'm going to understand what's happened to me. I'm going to understand what's going on with me. And I'm going to move forward and become the person that God has created me to be. Right. So anyway, thank you, mom. I love this conversation. I know it's going to connect with a lot of people. And again, guys, go to understandyourbetrayal.com. There's actually not much time left to sign up for this masterclass. And I'm not going to offer this anywhere else. So if you want to um, be a part of this free, this is a free masterclass, you need to go to understandyourbetrayal.com and sign up soon. Um, And I'm excited to have you be a part. So we will see you guys next Wednesday. Thank you. Thanks, mom. Thank you thank you for joining me as always I love having you here don't forget if you have a relationship right now that's confusing and hurtful you can download your free relationship guide at yourbetrayalguide.com and also I want to encourage you to remember that God has a plan for you he has a plan for your relationships he has a path for you okay don't forget that As always, I appreciate it if you would leave me a review and find me on socials. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.